Welcome, folks, to the brand new Bench Hecklers podcast. We're your hosts, Will Cunningham, Josh Cruz, Kyle Grant, and Matthew Junta. And we're a sports podcast that talks across multiple major sports. We like to mix in some hot takes, rants, and of course, some heckling. So, with that being said, folks, we hope you enjoy the show. Today, we have one big news to talk about the Kings versus Warriors game three. Oh, yeah. I'm loving, oh, loving it. I'm loving yeah. this series, right. man. I love yeah. it. All right. So first of all, let's get the pinpoint obvious out of the way. I think you definitely have some thoughts on Draymond Green. I don't like Draymond Green. I never did. He's just same. He's just too rough with it. He's too old school. I mean, we all least. knew that Draymond Green looked like Donkey from Shrek. I didn't know he had the Damn. mind of a donkey. Yikes. That's gotta be. Damn. I mean, seriously. Don't who but a donkey would just smash his foot on a man multiple times in the wow. middle of a game? No, seriously. That's yeah, it was one of the dirtiest plays. He's notorious for getting at least one game every single year in a playoff suspended because that's just what he does. He did. He did mess up there pretty badly. Um, yeah. You can't really completely blame him either. Sabonis was partially at fault because he decided, mm-hmm. oh, let's be annoying and try and hold Gray- Draymond back. Yeah, and but then that doesn't give leg. you the excuse to turn your oh, foot into a stamp. Oh, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> he still shouldn't have even remotely tried to grab him. Yeah. With no reason. There, are, there is a different angle showing that it looked like Sabonis, because there was a bunch of people around him, was going to move his hands to block his face. No, I don't know. I have to see yeah, the angle maybe. to see if he was trying to do that. See, I originally thought that... Sabonis wasn't trying to do anything at all to Draymond. I thought he was just trying to like like save himself yeah. from getting stepped on. But Yeah, and then that was my original thought. But apparently it was on purpose that he grabbed his leg. I don't know, but Draymond did a know. finisher move. Kind of <laughs> yeah, insane. that was that was too Draymond, much. Draymond did the curb stomp from Ganondorf and some Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat finisher. No, but there's they're saying that uh, Demontis Sabonis is questionable for Game Three. Yeah, yeah. X rays fortunately did come out negative, but Sterling, that was right? that was my key player. I'm a little bit disappointed. He did have a good performance. Though. Oh, he did. He put up what twenty four. He, he did exactly game. what you said he need, he needed to do. I for said game he two. needed to actually yeah. play good offense and actually put put shots in because he was missing a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully he's back because this is a really good series. This is a yeah. massive game three. This game. This game will decide if, if the Sabonis plays and there's no Draymond. This could be over. This could be a three. This could be a three. Yeah. Series. That would be crazy. The defending champs just might actually get swept. It's looking really bad for them right now. I mean, yeah. they really are going on with a whimper, which is what we're seeing from a lot of defending champions. Just like having having their team just sort of fizzle out come a big playoff series against an up-and-rising team. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. loving this Kings team, though. Nobody and this is with them. Steph Curry and Jordan Poole playing very well. So if we were going to we're gonna talk um, for this game three, let's do it on the Warriors end first and then the Kings end. This is a big game. So for this game three, who do you think needs to step up for Golden State? This has got to be, got to be Wiggins, man. Wiggins has been – he's been all right, but he has not been the one that he was on that championship caliber team. He is not the same Wiggins as last year right now. 
He needs to step up on both ends like he was last year. He was dominant on the defensive and offensive end. He needs to step up and be the reason why Fox does not score 30-plus every game. Yeah. He needs to be. He's, at this point, the only one that can really stop him or even contain him. That's true. Wiggins did have a good game in game two, though. Remember, he did have 22 points. But how is his defense? Like, who knows? He is. No one's stopping that Kings team. They, they, I see a lot of open shooters, open mid-range. Not even maybe. having Draymond could stop them. So, like, there's a bunch of miscommunication by the Warriors. Uh, I mean, if the Warriors manage to make it to game six, I mean, game six play is just going to pop off. He's always here. Third quarter play, game six play, same guy. But I'm going to go with an unconventional else. answer for this. It's not just one player, but I think it's the collection of the Warriors bench. Because okay. the Warriors bench did not have a great game yesterday. Gary Payton had 13, but that's it. Poole was held to less than five points. DaVincio did not score. DiVincenzo? Oh, my God. DiVincenzo did not score. And Moody did not, did not score more than four points. Where was Kuminga? Kuminga yeah. only played in four minutes. Yeah, how how many minutes one did, rebound, uh, that's it. How many minutes did um the first guy you mentioned, the thirteen points, I forgot his name. Peyton? Yeah. Yeah, he minutes? played twenty seven minutes. He's like their he's basically their sixth man again. Just like last year. You know who I think needs to step up cool. and have a big game. It's a really weird pick, but I think um he he came up clutch last year. And that's Kavon Looney. His mm-hmm. offensive rebounding really helped in the finals against the Celtics. And they need Looney to just be a rebounding machine because yeah. Sabonis is a good rebounder. Sabonis is a great rebounder. Barnes is okay. You know, he'll get some boards. Maybe Murray if, you know, if he can put up a good game. But, yeah. Murray's been an interesting prospect for the Kings. Like, as their fourth overall pick, he hasn't seen a lot of time on the court because he's young. still in development, but he's still, like, one of their only few good forwards on the team. So, hence why he's starting. He only played 16 minutes last night and had two points. I mean, we sense. have to see more from him. We'll get there when we talk about the Kings. Mm. Um, for me, how has a uh, pool done? I see yesterday. Because pool had a rough. Pool had a rough game oh, last night. He only had four points. How many minutes yeah. was pool in? Pool played in 16 minutes. Definitely step up. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I think I think pool should definitely <sighs> step up. Could say this is an odd game for Poole, but still, four points is not going to cut it. Yeah, you especially you if you're, especially if you're the best bench player on the team. You, you can't do that against the Kings, man. Especially that contract that he was given. Yeah, yeah you need to step up. Yeah, you do. No, so yeah. if we're going to go with the the Kings, I know you mentioned Keegan Murray. Yeah, I mentioned Keegan Murray. I think he needs to do a little bit better. I mean, look, he's a rookie. He's shaping out his game. He's surrounded by talented veterans who've been able to step up and perform, uh, which is why there's not a lot of pressure placed on his shoulders. But I'd like to see more out of him. I mean, he was the fourth overall pick of a draft. And when you hit over two, when you set the rookie record for three pointers in a year, passing like Damian Lillard as a as a forward, then you really you really gotta you know we, they need your shooting in the playoffs. Now, for me, speaking of shooting in the playoffs, I think someone that needs to step up a little bit more is Kevin Herter. Mm. Great shooter. He's had a lot of games where he gets the crowd on their feet because he hits, what, three consecutive three-pointers or, like, two threes and a layup, and he'll just he'll get the Kings crowd ready. They need him, especially for game three in Golden State. 
to hit a lot of shots to lower the crowd. Herter's one of those guys that'll just come up clutch in like one big – he'll have one big game in the playoffs to take a team over the top. Because I remember he had that one big game when he was with the Hawks yep. against Philly in game seven. He was unstoppable. Yeah. I still envy that performance. Um, Yes, I could say Herter as well. He just needs to step up his game, and if he wants to win, you got to step up. This is also going to be a little bit surprising because he's actually been doing well. It's just – if you're the number, kind of the, like the number two man, you gotta do a little better, and that's gonna be Malik Monk. Okay, he is the number two guy. You think is Malik Monk at this point? Besides Sabonis, let's be real, because he won't be there. If Sabonis is out, who's then your two at that Monk, point? Then it's Monk's Monk. Number two, Monk or Harrison Barnes. Monk. Monk. <laughs> it will be but Monk. Monk comes off the bench though. That's the thing. Yeah, but but he's not going to. He's a, a beast. No, he'll he'll come off the bench for the game. Well. From what I see, I, I've he has put together a decent performance off the bench. He had 18 off the bench last night. Exactly. That's very He's doing impressive. decent. He's doing decent. It's just with Sabonis out, you got to expect the bench to start actually providing because so now you, you don't have one starter. Have more, you think he's going to have more touches come game three? Oh, 100%. Him and because Davion Mitchell. The reason why is because now now you're having one of your starters out. So that starter that used to get all these points is now going to have to be spread amongst other people, which will probably be some of the people off the bench. I mean, I can't say Malik Monk because he did have 32 off the bench in game one. I never said he's doing bad. I'm just saying he needs to get back to that again. Hmm. He says he consistently scored 20, essentially. That's what I would like, yes. Which he's... Been which doing. is which it's a, yeah he has been doing it but yeah that's why to, that's why I can't say I agree with that because Monk's been putting up near twenty points a game this series. I never said he's bad. He just needs to step it up a little bit. The thing bit is, more. thing is, being home, you have your crowd behind you. Now we got to see if these players can do it on the road. On yep. the road in Golden State, where fans are everywhere. So that's what that's what makes it a little different. Although you have to guys. imagine that some people from Sacramento are going to make the trip because it's not far from. Oh no, they're definitely. Oh, but it's around. going to be an away crowd. You know, it's going to be an away crowd. Unless sure. it's like a Lakers Clippers game where it's actually half and half, then really yeah, Golden State's going to hold that crowd. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of Los Angeles, shifting to another series in the Western Conference. Which one? <laughs> Clippers and the Suns. Game two went a very different direction last night. Yeah, Russ put up twenty eight points. He was he was playing amazing. Around yeah, I think around twenty eight points and Kawhi did his thing, but surprisingly this time there I saw a stat. They um the Suns, I don't think Chris Paul or Booker, anyone hit a three. The majority of their points all mid-range shots, not not layups. It's just all strictly from the mid-range. He did have sixteen, and he hit a lot of mid-range shots in the fourth quarter. I remember watching all of that, and you guys were just sitting there hopelessly frustrated because you were rooting for the Clippers. Yeah, they're they got. I mean, Booker, Chris Paul, and Durant historically are some of the best mid-range shooters in of all time. Yeah. So it's just like. There's nothing, there's not much you can do except play closer and better defense. Again, it's unfortunate that there's no Paul George to so guard either Booker or Durant or switch on to Durant. Yeah. I remember saying that Durant needed more touches in game two, and he did. And he had 25 points against his old teammate, Russell Westbrook. It's the same Still a thing great matchup. In this series, let's go. Let's start with Phoenix. Who needs to step up big in Los Angeles? For Phoenix? For Phoenix. I said it once, I'll say it again. 
this team's success is going to ride and die based off the man they traded for, Kevin Durant. Saying yeah. step it up, though? He did have He stepped it up in game two. He's got to keep it up in game three because he had a rough game one. You know the guy I think? This is his old team. Is Chris Paul. He used to be a Clipper. He used to so be a Clipper. So right. I think Chris Paul actually needs to go to LA and like show the fans that like he's him essentially. I'm gonna have to say Aiton. I mean he oh, is sorry, part of I mean, he, he is great in the pick and roll, which Chris Paul ran for a long time when he was a Clipper. My my problem with it is I he's just where's all the points? Why is he fourteen? What's he doing with the ball? Like you don't see him doing anything. Like, yeah, he does there's no assists. Absolutely no assists last night. Yeah, he How do you put up 14 and 13 and you don't even have a single assist? What's up well, with that? Well, he's a center. He's not going to pass the ball much. He receives a Michael lot of Michael Porter Jr. Was, enters uh, the chat. Jokic is a center and he gets... Yeah, well, that's because Jokic is assists. a different type of player. That doesn't matter. It's still the a offense runs around Jokic passing. The that, thing is, it's still a center, though. You said he's a center. If it's, the Aiden, argument doesn't work. Now, I understand. Like, you know what's funny? Aiden might be pretty good. Like, he's he's all right. But funny enough, Mason Plumlee on the Clippers does more than Aiden does. If Plumlee was starting, he would also put up fourteen and thirteen, but also with like six assists because in the flow of an offense. You have Chris Paul do the little pick and roll with Aiton. Aiton could get the ball, and if he's trapped, he should kick out to Durant or Craig or Booker to get an open look. Wide open shot because Aiton's just seven foot two and taller than the guy. Or he just kind of has to get bigger. He's he Zubak, who was guarding him, who didn't have the best game. He needs like to take a page out He didn't have that great game at all. He didn't have a good game. Aiton. He did not. Aiton can dominate this series. Remember last time they played the Clippers where they threw an alley-oop to him in bounds to win the game off an alley-oop? Where's, where's that DeAndre Aiton? Or earlier in the season when he had, a, he had a stretch of games where he was averaging 30 and like 17. He does need to step it up. He needs to take a page from Joel Embiid's book and just dominate. Just the dominate. Game. Okay, so who I think needs to step up for the Suns is Landry Shamit. He just needs to get more points. And, yeah, he's just... He's got to step up. So for the Clippers, who do you think really needs to? Because, I mean, game one and game two are like polar opposites. It's a collection of their bigs. Batum, um, we mentioned we mentioned Mason Plumley earlier, and we also mentioned Ivica Subac, who struggled this series, and then Plumley wasn't very efficient in game two in terms of scoring. He only had two points. Yeah, so for the Clippers, I think is Zubac. I mean, as a center – Eight points. You got. You got to step up. And how many minutes did he play? He had twenty nine, and he, he only had six game, rebounds. He had six boards. Yeah, he got out. He's got to. He's got to step up. He he really needs to step up as a as a center. He's got to get more points. I'll go next. Then I think it's not just Zubak. I mean, he wasn't awful, but he could have been a lot better. But you know who was awful? The tandem of Nick Batum and Mason Plumley combined with yeah. Zubak. Like you mentioned this, Kyle, they were completely out-rebounded. Aiton and Durant owned them inside. Obviously, they didn't get too much work done inside. So the Clippers had to rely on a lot of shooting. And look, Russ has been great. Kawhi has been great. Powell and Gordon have been efficient. But you can't rely on just shooting. You have to have some work done on the inside. And Zubak, I mean, he's not the greatest player in the world, but he can do so much better than what he did. And same goes for Batum, and the same goes for Plumlee. Those three have just got to do better than awful. 
honestly. They were just awful. And I know some people that weren't awful, but they can do more. And there's a guy that who realistically, when he started for the Clippers this year, when they were like without players, Terrence Mann was shooting what around 40% from three. Last time they were on a run with no Kawhi and it was just Paul George, there was the massive game from Terrence Mann. We had what around seven, eight three pointers. They need that out of him. Similar to what he did two years ago when the Clippers played the Utah Jazz in the second round, he came yeah. clutch. Uh, for me, it with Paul George out, realistically, you gotta rely other than already Kawhi Leonard and Westbrook. We already know that they're doing great. Of like Westbrook is a little bit of a surprise, to be fair. But Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. He does what he does. But coming off of that first game and like falling worse was Eric Gordon. I don't know really? how yeah, he didn't even he barely got much. He played what? He had thirty two points, twelve points, two 12, assists and two boards. He yeah, had twelve points, points and thirty two minutes of action. Yeah. As as a guard, you need more assists, to be fair. Right off the bat, that's an issue. Two assists? But twelve points? Forget the you need points. to you need to What about yeah. defense? You see Booker? Yeah, he had a Booker field started day. Yeah. At this I was gonna get to that. I was gonna say Booker what, thirty eight? That's you cannot. If you're the one who's guarding Booker, the best second best defender on that team, because you need you need Kawhi on KD. Yeah. <laughs> so second best defender has to guard the second best player on the Suns, right? That's actually Eric Gordon. And Booker had a field day. He really did. Booker dropped 38 on his head. Would it be more beneficial to yeah. switch Russ onto Booker with how he's been playing defense? Who is Russ on now? Uh, he's a mix they, of KD. They do a switch defense, essentially. So every time like a pick and roll comes, this is why there was a lot of times where it was Zubak on Chris Paul, and Chris Paul was cooking in the fourth because oh, yeah. they kept switching. So mismatch and a half. So they try and start Russ on Booker. Same damage could be done. Possibly yeah. also another idea: switch to like a, a box and one type zone, okay. or no, or box or yeah, like a box and one where Aiton controls the paint. You have Russ. You mean Zubac controls the paint? Yeah. Oh no, sorry for the. Yeah, my bad for the. We'll <laughs> I'm thinking out. of different teams, but yeah, Zubac controls the paint. Russ is up top. You have Eric Gordon kind of shifting over to the side, but then you'll have Eric Gordon on the same side as Kawhi. So Kawhi can pick up the slack if Gordon struggles to keep over this defender. And then you have the other two on the side. It would be Batum, who's been somewhat solid defensively, and Russ, who's just quick. Yeah. So you'll have each other compensating for each other's weaknesses. Because let's be honest, the Suns are not a great passing team. And the only way you can really beat the zone is if you're a great passing team, which the Suns aren't. They're strictly ISO. Well, unless you have the occasional pass from CP3 to Aiton, but that's it. And that could easily be shut down if Zubak plays the role, plays yeah. the route correctly. So play that zone. You could really shut down a lot of ISO opportunities that the Suns really like to use. Well, let's see. Especially in the mid-range. Every time. So even yesterday, Booker tried to drive on Russ, and Russ blocked him again. In the first game, Russ held Booker, Chris Paul, and Durant to what twenty six percent shooting when he was on them. That's they pretty good. That. He's, been, that he's is, been good. That's elite defense. That's, he that's blocked. Really good. He well, yeah, he blocked Booker two games in a row. He's good blocked Durant him. two games in a row. Good. He's really he's stepping up on defense.
Now, speaking of another team that needs to step on on defense, the last team of this podcast, Miami. Well, there's, they cooked in game one. There's a lot. They cooked yeah. in game one. I, I'm going to just say that's helped with Giannis going down 100%. If they would have won, Giannis, 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 is, Giannis being out is if, helping. If he would have stayed in, I can't say that the Heat would have won. He's doubtful. Okay, so. There's, but they upgraded him to questionable just recently. Okay. There's, there's a lot with that. Giannis going down is a big problem for the Bucks. He is their guy. They do have two other elite players, Drew Holiday, and if you want to say that Middleton is elite, you can. He's he not is, elite. He's <laughs> not elite. Middleton is elite for Every about now and then. three games in a playoff. Because remember, don't forget, Middleton has put up some of the craziest playoff plays ever. Let's say, like, remember Terry Rozier, step back three, gives the Celtics the lead, 0.5 seconds, Middleton the ties the game. Ties or that was crazy. the game against Miami, what was it, a year or two ago, where he had the ball and Middleton was going off. I think it was game one, and he hit the fader on. Yeah, because Middleton did have a great game one. He had 33 points. Yeah, 33 is insane. Damn, Giannis with six? And Portis had 21 off the bench. Drew Holiday had 16. Giannis had six before he went down with injury, and yet they still lost because they give up 130 points to the Heat. Butler had 35. Bam had 22. Playoff Butler. Well, you'd you think know, that Brooke Lopez yeah. would do a better job at stopping Bam, but no. You want to know what I'm seeing, though? This is a trend from every team. So is that one guy that just starts to pop off in the playoffs. The best mid-range shooters are going to their game, and they're playing the mid-range. Durant's getting to the mid-range. Chris Paul's getting to the mid-range. Booker's getting to the mid-range. Jimmy Butler's getting to the mid-range. You know who else is? Kawhi's getting to the mid-range. You know who else has been great at shooting? Kevin Love off the bench. He had 18. Off the bench. You know, not even that. That's not even the best stat. Kevin Love drew, like, three straight charges. Besides the Oklahoma City Thunder, which led the league in charges drawn, the Heat are in the top three. Because of That's Kyle crazy. Lowry and Kevin Love, for their whole career, they've always just been the guy to step in the middle and draw a charge. Which Lowry off the bench is interesting. And they're just using him more for defense, which I think helps because Ooh. he is a very solid veteran. So, but still, Lowry off the bench. My question, my question though. Who's going to slide in now because there's no hero? Yeah, who's going to take over for hero? Who would you guys put in? Caleb Martin. Okay. Why? I would say Lowry, but after that first performance, Caleb Martin did better. By far. Caleb Martin, in what, eight more minutes? Put up 13 more points and two more rebounds. It, it It's just 15 mm. by a bench player being like, you got to get enough for an injury. Oh, come on. That's pretty good. That's that's he's like, quickly he's tall, in. he's older, he's a veteran. You want to know someone that I think, personally, for just the defensive aspect of things? He didn't play in game one, but what a Victor Oladipo. Oladipo. Where was Oladipo? I don't, just don't think Wait he suited up game, uh, game one. That's If you have Oladipo to play, because he's been a great defender, and he he makes some shots here and there. He'd be perfect complementary player for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, no. He, Victor Oladipo has ranked up eight, did not did not play in the Heat's last 12 games, including game one. Uh, but not just like who needs to step up for hero, but... Who needs to step up in general for the Heat? Give me Struess. Max Struess. What the he's, hell is he doing? He's got a heater, though. When he's ready, when he's Yeah, hot, but you hot. saw him last playoffs, Just right? you he wait, though. Good. He, he is going to break out eventually. Where was he this time? What 38 doing? minutes, and you only put up eight, four, eight points. 
Where That's were you? There was back-to-back plays. Where but he, he did do it on three-on-five shooting. That's he just didn't get a lot of touches. The ball. He barely touched Give the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. You're giving one of the better I mean, guys. Besides Butler. Because he's Let's still be a solid defender, though. You know who else, though? Butler's Struce, Struce can shoot, but you know who else can shoot? Gabriel Vincent. Vincent's got a nice jump shot. Vincent's going to have a bigger role given that Hero's going to be out now. Let's say Hey, he is going to have a bigger role. Yeah. It's interesting how Vincent came into prominence. He was just that annoying thorn in your side that you don't know why it's there, but you also can't remove it at the same time. That's, that's what I found out. That's what I thought about him when I first saw him against us last year in the second Grayson round. That's Grayson Allen to me. I hate him with a passion. No, Grayson, Grayson Allen just sucks. Although he did have 12, he did have 12 last night. Menace. He's been all right. He's just a... He's actually like a dirty player, and I, I despise that. Yeah, he's been a dirty player. You know who really needs to put up some points, though? What about Javon Carter? He's a, I mean, he's like a bench guy for the Bucks. But I remember back in, you know, OKC fan, OKC for the Bucks. He decides to randomly go for a thirty-point game. He's like, oh, I was ready for this game when I woke up. Well, looks like you weren't ready for this game. <laughs> two, two, and one. <laughs> really? You lost by thirteen. If you would have, if you would have put up thirteen, I don't know, Josh. He was ready for this game when he woke up, bro. Come on now. He sure didn't seem ready for he this. Went back one. to sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh! Damn. And also another guy that fills out the Bucks' depth. Where's Jay Crowder? New guy, former son, had two points off the bench, based off one for five shooting. Oh my god! One for five shooting horrendous. was Jay Crowder. Someone who I think that should step up or at least be given a chance is, like you said, Gabriel Vincent. He had fifteen, uh, six assists. Two rebounds, I think. Give him, give him a shot in the game. Yeah, give him a shot in the game he, one. He did that in starting minutes, and we said earlier. I think he's gonna get more touches come game two, though. Given that hero's gonna be out, give Struce more touches. Like five to five shots taken is crazy for thirty-eight minutes. You only shoot the ball five times. That's yeah. crazy. You know what I want to see? I would love to see more of a Chris Middleton Giannis pick and roll. Because that's if Giannis comes back. That's if Giannis, Giannis comes back. But think oh, about we'll it. Back for game you have two. Chris Middleton with the ball, and like Giannis is your role guy. And like if they go on Giannis, that's a wide open shot. For Could Middleton. you make Javon Carter or Bobby Portis that pick and roll guy? Then they can also do the pick and roll. Or Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez might be a decent option. Even though Lopez is more shoot, so for, pick for shooting, pick and pop. But he can also roll too because of his size. But Joe Ingles is on this team. That's what he does. He shoots. Hey, he actually put up a good performance for 15 minutes. Yeah. He put up nine points. That's not bad. Ingles is a shooter. I remember Thunder Utah series back in the day. Paul oh, George's gosh. The, U- I, the Utah Ooh, I, Jazz. I only see Joe Ingles as a heckler, though. But in Joe his time with the Jazz, he was a big heckler. You know who we should get on this and podcast? Joe Ingles. Literally. He is a heckler. so mad. <laughs> piss me off, bro. Get the most trash-talking people on this podcast. I used to look at the TV, and Joe Ingles would shoot the ball, and he'll look at me. I'm pretty sure he was looking at me. <laughs> I love how none of us just mentioned Jimmy Butler, because he's like, okay, 35 and 11. 35, 11, and 5 in 43 minutes. Good enough for me. He doesn't have to do anything else. Playoff That's playoff game. Butler. It is what playoff Butler. Butler. It's better, than, playoff it's better than regular Butler. Butler shot the ball more than 10 times. He wasn't just free throws. He Yo, shot the real? ball over 20-something times. The Let's offense go. runs through Jimmy Butler. He shot it oh, 27 times. It was 15 for 27 yep. from the field. That's good, actually. That's, yeah, no, he was efficient. Half. He was efficient. That's, that's he had half. a great game. That's good to see. I miss you, Jimmy. <laughs> Goofy. I'm, 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 just try, I'm just trying to cope here. All right. 
Well, folks, I think that's all we have. Well, thank you all so much for joining us here in the Hecklers Podcast. I'm Will Cunningham. Josh Cruz. I'm Kyle Grant. I'm Matthew Junta. And we will see you on the next episode. Peace out.